do the trashy pulp novels of the world have anything to offer? Are bestsellers all they're hyped up to be? The Terrible Book Club explores whether or not you really can judge a book by its cover or its ridiculous synopsis. If you've ever seen a book and thought, ugh, who's reading this? We probably are. Welcome to episode 181 of Terrible Book Club. Every time I say the number and it goes up, I am more concerned. It feels harder, actually, (laughs) Um, every time when you consider like how much that's 181, sometimes like doubling up as we are now. So we're we're close to two bills. Yeah. Anyway, welcome to episode 181. Today, we have an Amazon short reads double feature for you, uh, courtesy of Chris's absolutely unhinged dives into the Amazon short reads category. Listen, I feel pretty hinged when I go in there. It's what is in there. When you come out. Yeah. The the hinge. I suppose. (laughs) Uh, I'm swinging fine in like the way that I should when I walk in there and then indeed I do come out swinging wildly and falling off the frame. Yeah, and I mean I, it's fun for me because we always do this separately. So Chris will not tell me that he's doing this and then I just receive my, like my phone just blows up because I just keep receiving links and I'm like oh no he's in there again <laughs> I can't then- plan this this isn't ever something that I can no. like see on my calendar because it's dreadful like I don't want to play like it just has to happen some evening I'm like is it time yeah okay I got I got the energy and the, the wherewithal to go in there this time the exactly exactly I I I'm not as scheduled out as a lot of people tend to be. I let I let things take hold. Yeah. So, you know, I start getting all these links and then I'm like, uh oh, I know what's happening. I need to reserve time by myself to go through this. I can't be in front of other people opening these links. You never know what they are. And they usually get increasingly weirder as the links continue. Just the nature of the Amazon short reads algorithm, because like there's subcategory after subcategory after subcategory. You start in like nonfiction and then you're in like biology and then it's like mushroom specific biology and then sub genres of mushroom specific and then biology mushroom specific biology romance you know it yeah exactly <laughs> although can i say just as an I, we haven't even started the episode yet but let me say my favorite thing that i fell into it wasn't even necessarily amazon short it was just amazon just going through different sections that i would never really normally go through I find a book just called Coffee. It's the title is simply Coffee mm-hmm. and it is a textbook about everything coffee from how the beans do to like the different effects of growing beans in different soils to brewing the beans or what do you how do you distribute the beans and marketing and logistics and then like running your own coffee play. like it is a comprehensive coffee textbook and even though I don't think I would ever read it, ever, I appreciate that kind of book existing. I want more of that just to be like, it's the one, the title is just that one thing, and it's everything about that 
thing. Dude, you know who could have used that? Me at the age of 17 going, what do I want to do with my life? Oh, look at this entire shelf of books all with just an entire manual of how to start to finish this career. I want to go to that library. Yeah, Not I even do a, like It doesn't have to be a career one, but just like, here's bread. That There's the bread textbook. Yeah, and then you're like, oh shit, if I want to be a breadman, I can be a breadman. Exactly. And then, then there's like, I don't know, uh, janitor. Like, what, what if yeah. there was just a textbook that was just a book called Janitor, and you went in there and you opened it up, it was like everything you need to know about like how to clean poop. And pee and vomit. To and be fair, at, there are things you got to consider with that. You can't. I'm just not, yeah, I'm not denigrating. Some... I'm not picking, yeah, yeah. picking janitor as like a haha funny thing. Oh, I'm just saying, like as like if there was a definitive janitor textbook. Yeah, I would like that. I would like this for all professions. I yeah, we need this because when and I was everything like... has to be one word. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> no, it's okay. When I was a kid and people were like, "What are you gonna do? What are you gonna study?" I was like, "I don't." Fucking no. I don't have any adult role models or family who can show me anything. I have, I am out here freewheeling. I don't know. If there was just a library that was like, here are manuals and. Careful how wide you're swinging that arm there, Paris. If you caught that on air, that's the tap of a glass display case. I just struck a display case full of Power Rangers. I think uh, Zordon's going to find me or whatever. Um... Paris, the fuck you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Quick, Rita, help. Uh, <laughs> after a thousand years. In the display case. <laughs> anyway. Um, that would yeah. be a cool library. It I would think be very that... cool. And then you found another one just called Ice Cream. Yes. It was the same thing. Yes. Ice Cream business. Yeah, it was really cool. It was excellent. I want more. In fact, if that was just for food, like spaghetti. This is the Although, spaghetti book. You know what I'm confused about? You were in the short read section, but these were like no, it wasn't. It was that no. Oh, you just Amazon. I opened the Kindle app, and it allows you to just start going through categories. Oh, that's Terriblo's chaos. Sometimes I'll go into the short reads, but other times I just like what's the bestseller list. This is Terriblo's kiss. That's what we call that. (laughs) (laughs) Added chaos of a lot of mouths. Yeah, yeah, a lot of tentacles, a lot of mouths. Anyway, what are we reading? All right, folks, for today's Amazon Short Reads Double Feature, we read Ratthew Love Story, A Love Story by Argus G, self-published through Amazon Scribe in July of 2023. And we read Curiosity, A Book for Curious Minds by Bukinski Asterisk. Yes, there is an asterisk at the end, and I am going to pronounce it. Self-published in 2022 by Scribando and Novel <laughs> The Wizard of Books. <laughs> I have scribed yet another piece of shit. Uh, yeah. I have my AI algorithm spells. Once again, I've automated. I don't even have to do the spells anymore. Scribando. Yeah. Away. That, yeah. I don't like Scribando. <laughs> uh, Chris, you know, like we just said, Chris went on a deep dive, you know, in preparation for the season. And we landed on these two because, well, we both couldn't stop laughing at Rathew. We, I know it's a real simple, just like put rat instead of map, but we just, I don't know, it tickled us. And I think really it was a sign that we should dedicate this episode to Mr. Rat, our beloved YouTube commenter. I don't know what he's talking about at any time, but that's why I like his YouTube comments the most. I'll be honest with you. The comment that he's the comment that makes me wonder that I stop and think about, you know, we oh, get absolutely. so much criticism like, oh, the intro song's too long or, oh, the, the, the lady's too loud or something, yeah. you know, they're woke or whatever. Who yeah. cares about those? When Mr. Rat is just like, I made a tortilla yesterday. I, like, I'm like, why? Who? Like, 
You know, I sometimes think Mr. Red is telling us what he's doing while he's listening to the episode. Because one of them, it was like, I'm refinishing my kitchen or something. And I was yes. like, is that what you're up to, Mr. Red? I don't, I don't know. One time it was like having, it just said a coffee in the streets of Moscow or something like yeah, that. Yeah. So I think, oh my God, that's what I think. I, have we cracked the Mr. Rat Code? I, w- I don't think we'll ever crack the Mr. No. Rat Code, but perhaps Rath, you love story, a love story. <laughs> perhaps that'll bring us closer to Mr. Rat. So Mr. Rat. Front half of this episode's for you. Um, the second book, Curiosity, we picked that. I actually don't know what happened. It why. looked short and the preview was stupid because it was like, draw a circle. Now step outside the circle. Oh, no, in step your mi- into the circle. In the circle, yeah. in your mind. Yeah. And I was like, that's stupid. Here we go. Yeah. So it was a real, that was a real random one. All right. Um, today's show just includes our usual barnyard language. I don't think we're going to talk about anything too troubling today. Just uh, the... The deepest depths of stupidity, perhaps, but yeah. otherwise nothing, nothing, nothing problematic. Nothing problem. Nothing problem. All right, Chris, um, would you like to read the summary, uh, the back of the book summary for uh, Rathew Love Story, A Love Story? Got it. In the bustling city of Radville, amidst the towering buildings and busy streets, lived a little rat named Rathew. Rathew was no ordinary rat. He possessed a heart full of curiosity. There's your through line. Oh, no. A longing for companionship and a yearning for love. While the world around him teemed with fellow rodents, Rathew felt an emptiness deep within him. That's, that's it. Thank you, Chris. What are our, who are our characters and what is our setting? Well, there's Rathew, the rat. Sure is. Who is, who is a rat. And then Princess, who is maybe a rat, maybe a cat. One of those two. Yeah, uh, the the text refers to Princess as both a rat sometimes and then a feline at other times. A feline rat? No, they're not even in the same... They're not even near each other on the tree, I don't think. I would hope not, because then the cat, the, the felines would eat the rodentia or whatever. Yeah, anyhow. Why don't you read our, our summary, since actually you wrote this one, I believe. Oh, yeah, I did. So I guess this is you. Okay, so, fair. Um, That's usually the way that, you know, if, I, you make dinner, I clean up. That's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if somehow this is your first time stumbling into this show, uh, we forgot to tell you what we do here, but that's fine. Probably figured uh, it out. Yeah, we probably figured it out. We, uh, we read books that we think are going to be bad based on their cover title summary or some combination of those things. And sometimes we read stuff that patrons, listeners, or friends recommend. So, you know, we're, we're doing the opposite of what most people do in a bookstore or while they're browsing the internet and intentionally looking for things that we think we will not like. And most of the time, this experiment results in a disappointing and hilarious read, but once in a while, we do actually end up liking the book. And, you know, because we don't, dear listener, expect you to also read these most of the time, we like to provide a little summary that we, you know, of our experience of the main plot points, kind of the action, you know, how things go. So you sort of understand when we start screaming about two minutes after that (laughs) why we didn't like it. So this is the summary of our experience of Rathew loves Rathew Rathew love story a love story Rathew love story a love story Rathew is lonely and goes for walks to contend with his mental health struggles on one of these walks he gets hit by lightning and slips into a coma a random feline who is also a rat princess starts caring for him every day in the hospital it is unclear how he got to the hospital It is unclear if this is her job or if she's just also really lonely and creeping on people in comas. It is unclear why Princess falls in love with someone who is in a fucking coma. 
Rathu wakes up, and he and Princess bond over a shared love of cool-ass cars and also hiking. They move in together and are in love. The end. Yes. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> All right. Um, I forgot to change the format of this for the okay, season. Okay, so... <laughs> Sorry. I know this isn't the first episode of season nine, but it's the first episode we're recording for season nine. <laughs> and I and, fucked it up. And everyone. we've probably already explained this in the the Previous. future, which will be the future past. past. Yeah, it'll be double future. Past your past, our future is when we explain this. Rubric. Hey, uh, let's take a break here. Uh, there's a really sick album called Excerpts of a Future Past by a band called Hellas from Sweden. You should listen to it. Okay, returning. Okay. There's an X-Men comic story called Days of Future Past 2. That's what I know about how the title is. Yeah, but Halos is better. Okay. (laughs) I just felt left out. Anyway, we have been this season, as I'm sure, listener, you have picked up, piloting a new way to sort of order our thoughts here. And it is the terrible book rubric that I constructed as an educator. I will spare you the explanation this time because I'm assuming I did it in an earlier episode, which I will remember to do. Which we are recording in the future. <laughs> so we'll see. You'll, you can tell us if that happens or not. Season nine already <laughs> unraveling minutes in. So we're going to begin as we have been. Future Chris telling you that. <laughs> we'll see if this is how it's have been. Hey, everybody. Chris from the future here. Turns out that was not how it have been. We had to move some episodes around, and the explanation of the rubric was a casualty in that migration. However, through the magic of audio editing and Tereblo's blessings, we have cut it into this episode right after this message. So here you go. Future Chris out. In seasons past, we have structured our thoughts and discussions into... Things that were good and things that were bad. We are going to use a rubric that Chris created and requested that we give a go. As an uh, educator, so I, I must is... have a rubric with which to grade. Oh, yeah, I got to have a rubric. So for season nine, uh, we have a rubric that I'll describe briefly. We do not have a name for it. So if anyone wants to give us a name for the rubric, <laughs> I'll take it. Um, so... We're keeping this sort of as as ruthless and cutthroat as possible. There's five categories. The categories have subsections, but we're only rating the category as a whole on a three-point scale. So you're either a one, a zero, or a negative one. No Ruths to be found. Just, just, Just cutting it down to the... You're either... You made it over the line, you're on the line, or you're, you're in book hell. You know, this, that's it. You've got three <laughs> options. Um... Although some books already already this season made us uh, come up with sort of a shades, so there are sure. times where you may, the, you I may mean, hear us say be refinements a light here. a light zero or yes. a hard negative yes. one, yes, which of course. you're gonna hear a lot of, I think. Um, all right, so our first category will be technical construction. This is solely about formatting, layout, punctuation, typos, all those those little cute bricks of english language stuff when, when i build my book house it, it's the planks of wood and copper wiring that suffuse it and, and construct it not like the interior decorating you know and the personality of the home. right right so plot construction and content is our second category and that's going to just be about sort of the general coherence of the plot whether the book follows its own rules that it sets up, the character quality, you know, the real, mm, you know, the real, like, 
plush sofas in your living room. Yeah, all that how'd stuff. How'd you lay you it out? What's your, your feng house? shui like in this book house? Yeah. Uh, the moment to moment category is next. Moment to moment is really just sort of like the dialogue and prose quality. So more like the presentation of language and presentation of ideas and does you know does it mm, does it give us a good a good cozy warm feeling by the fire yeah or like is it set up nicely in an infested tenement that's condemned you, <laughs> you know keep like banging what's, your what's knee the on the drawer that's a little wiggly when you have to like get the tupperware out because for some reason the designer put it in this weird spot because before then there was like an old timey lazy susan there and we had to get rid of that but there's still the weird drawer there and fuck my knee god damn it i could i could talk I could do a whole podcast on all of the weirdness of New England homes I've lived in. I haven't lived in many. The one I live in now is a fucking trip. Let me tell you. <laughs> there was something weird about it. They're just never normal houses. Were people not normal back then? No, it's just because no one wants to keep up with repairs. Oh, yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's, <laughs> As we that's, could, why. that's really the theme of New England is, hey, we'll fix it later. <laughs> Yeah, like, you know, for example, I have heat just seeping out of my wall. That's probably not supposed well, to happen. Well, you know what? Listen, Paris, it's don't probably be greedy, supposed to stay okay? in there. Listen, I thought you're all like anti-capitalist and like a socialist or whatever. You don't want to share your heat? Hypocrite. Well, so the problem is that we have we have um, a type of radiator heat that produces steam. And the steam is in the wall now. <laughs> That's where you want and it to the be. wall, the wall that the steam is in, is where the stove is and an outlet in the kitchen. Oh yeah, that's so. Yeah, walls so and outlets famously imagine. love moisture. They they want to gobble it up. <laughs> they can. Yeah, the the oven too, with all the mm, electrical goodness happening here, that and the gas line. Yeah, it's great. Love all that extra steam. It's real good. You live in an MBTA house. <laughs> Sometimes it feels that way. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, if if I don't survive through season nine, you all know why. Speaking of not surviving, continuing with the rubric, my favorite category is category number four. Uh, that is Tereblo's Presence. So sort of a special category for us, I think, where we just kind of grade it on a level of, you know, what's the chaos level? Like how untethered from reality are we becoming – uh, probably the meat of the section is the huh factor, which is the amount of times that you and or I have to pause and sort of just consider what is happening, maybe reread something, look up something yeah. on Google. Honestly, the more a book has to make me open a new tab and go like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, that's... Chris, <laughs> that was last night. I was reading a book for an episode in the spring last night and i was losing my fucking mind i had to make a note every other page and then i was googling i had 23 tabs <laughs> i had 23 tabs open i remember because i looked at it and said i have died and i am in hell and i messaged chris and he was like oh it gets worse speaking of the the third uh, fact the third subcategory of Tarebo's presence is please help which is the amount of times that you or I must message each other in a bid for you know assistance in maintaining sanity by the way as your uh, medical book doctor paris i'm going to advise you to you got to start letting go of some of those things in that book that you're reading because 
trust me, by the time you get 60% of the way through, you will have 50 million tabs open if you keep on the road that you're on, okay? Chris, you gotta cut back. But I, but I found such a good one on that last one I messaged you about. It's, it's only gonna get have worse. Have a good, good. greenhouse! <laughs> have a good greenhouse! All right, and the final category in the rubric is plainly should this exist, which is just kind of, I think, a cherry topper of a score of like, should it be there? Eh, whatever. Or yeah, we heartily endorse this, you know. Well, no, I mean, there, there's some sub there's some subcategories in there. We should address topics such as would readers of that genre probably enjoy it? Did the author meet their goal or as the goal as as well as we could interpret it? Does it add anything new, interesting, or novel? Or did it take something from us? Yes. <laughs> All very important questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. We want to talk about hall levels. This this whole podcast is going to get pretty weird. <laughs> yeah, we'll see if this uh, if this rubric situation holds out. Where yeah. you know we're we're still in the testing phase. Exactly. So I'm, I'm willing we'll to see. change. I'm willing to toss it out. Depends on uh, how it feels. Technical construction is the first category. And remember, we're doing this in the sort of negative one, zero, or one overall scale because it's five categories. You can either get a negative five or a five overall, or perhaps a down the middle zero, which would be an interesting score to get. Yeah, I we think. felt this construction was appropriate considering we're usually reviewing things sort of, you know, the slime of along the bottom of the barrel of yeah. literature. So. so this requires consideration here. And I don't think we have to get any deeper besides does the overall feel of this category in this book give it a negative one, a middle zero, or a one here? Like right, We don't have right. to score each individual subcategory here, and I don't think we even necessarily have to make sure we go through every category. No, this is ruthless scoring, which I actually appreciate because yes. it forces you to say- No ruths to be had. Right. Completely ruthless. Anyway, negative one on technical construction. Oh, oh God. <laughs> If there was a negative two, I'd choose it. Uh, Let's not fuck up the rubric already, okay? Yeah, this is a this is a a neg. No, this is a plus negative one. So that would still be negative, right? What? Negative. No. How do I get double negative one? Yes, it's plus negative because negative negative one is also plus one. So you're already mapping no, this out be, too hard. All right, so negative. If I could give a negative two, it'd be a negative. Yes, two. exactly. But we're not doing that. So this is this is a negative one in this with the spirit of a negative two. This is a hard negative one. Okay. It's a hard negative one. Fair. Anyway, typos huh. kind of all over the place. Paragraphs I, that I am confused about whether they weren't copy pasted accidentally in a weird way capitalization out the window okay let me all right my first few notes on this is there is a table of contents wherein pages are titled and ordered rather than chapters yeah massive point against technical construction i have fallen through a hole of the space-time continuum (laughs) the first page on which there is text has some weird formatting going on and then it just cuts off mid-sentence and when you turn the page we are plunged into a completely different idea and sentence (laughs) There is pictures interspersed throughout, which is not like a point yeah, against technical that's construction, that's but fine. they're sort of placed in the middle of paragraphs instead of like at the end or something. At one point, things go bold in the font, I believe. Uh, yeah. I, and I don't know if I'm wrong about this. I feel like it changed color too. Did it change color? It did. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, so like the amount of repetition and disjointed flow to me appears to be a clear indication that this was written with chat GPT or something similar. My best guess for how this came to be is that maybe a child drew these images for like a project and then an adult 
help them use the internet to write a story for them? I that's it's the got best. the chat GPT aroma. Oh, strong <laughs> aroma. Yeah. <laughs> notes of AI. Oh, yeah. It's more than notes. Uh so that's that's the only thing that really makes sense, but none of this makes sense. So I don't know that I should be straining for meaning here. So a hard negative one. Negative one, absolutely across the board, which is a great segue from what you just described into plot construction slash content layout, depending on if it's fiction or nonfiction. This is hard negative hopefully one. fiction <laughs> and also a hard negative one on this one as well. There are some passages oh. that I have picked out for reading, I believe. Oh. But just in terms of if we're going to get into the construction of a plot, it's he got struck by lightning he is in the hospital. It's not clear how he got to the hospital. There's a cat there or a rat. And even just that confusion, right, of like, yeah, is right. it is his girlfriend a cat or a rat? I feel like that's really important to the, you know, the background lore and the and like how I feel about their relationship. Like, is she also a rat that just works in the hospital or is she like a cat holding back her feelings of... Yeah, because that's a, really way, delicious. That's a way more complex narrative exactly. if Princess is a cat. <laughs> So if that's not clear, then I believe all plot coherence has gone out the window when yeah. the entire story is about Rathew and Princess falling in love over a shared love of cool cars, which I suppose is not incoherent. It's just thin. Yeah, and also comes out of nowhere, like every single sentence and page in this book. <laughs> I do really feel attacked by the, this book. <laughs> all right, do you want to read some passages? Well, you have you have a thing to say about uh, the the plot construction and wording. I will get to that, but then there is a lengthy passage that I've marked out that I would like to read. I just got to find the spot. So this is, well, you know, the context is given here. After emerging from the hospital, Rathew embraced the world with renewed vigor and an open heart. Rathew was looking for love. There amidst the dappled sunlight, he spotted Princess a lovely rat with twinkling eyes and a warm smile. Their gazes locked and an instant connection sparked between them. It was as if the universe had conspired to bring them together at that very moment. Picture of rat and car. Rathew, a curious and open-minded rat, discovered that love can blossom between the most unexpected pairs. While exploring the city streets, he came across a unique and captivating sight, a girl car named Princess. See, this is what I was talking about when I was confused. Well, a car. That's yeah. what I mean. Like, I... Anyway, while Princess appreciated Rathew's zest for life and his ability to find beauty in the simplest of moments, Rathew, a charismatic rat with a taste for adventure, and Princess, a charming and elegant feline, so rat car cat, yeah, rat car cat, found themselves unexpectedly falling in love with the same captivating car. Now they are in love with the car. So there's a car love triangle. The object of their affection was a stunning vintage vehicle named Carito. Oh, I forgot about Carito. That's both the main had, character. Both had the same car. So Carito's a twin. They said they, they fell, fell in love, love with twin cars. They fell in love with the same captivating car. Okay, they could they could it can be the same car that they both have. That's not that, that's fine. That's like an Acura. They both have an Acura. Okay, Carito. <laughs> 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 really gets know. a lot of good mileage and, and like meows the right way. Yeah. Rathew, the adventurous rat, and Princess, the graceful feline, found themselves in a delightful situation. They discovered a shared love for the same cars, a sleek and stylish. Recognizing the beauty of their shared interest, Rathu and Princess decided to embark on a unique journey together, resulting in a dynamic duo that delighted in every drive and exploration. 
Their love became a testament to the power of connection, demonstrating that sometimes the most meaningful relationships can be forged through a shared passion. Like, okay, so that's my demonstration of plot incoherence. Also, Chris read most of the book. That's <laughs> very short. Okay, so I think you get the idea of why there is no coherence to be found. Yeah. When you can't get it straight whether Princess is a rat, a car, or a cat, <laughs> I suppose it's like that one letter changes slowly. You rat to cat, cat to car. Yeah, it's how phonetics appears in language over long sure. periods of time. Just so like F uh, and F becomes yes. PH becomes, you know. Hard negative one. Hard negative one. <laughs> Hard negative one on this one. Okay, next up, moment to moment, which is a category that I made to sort of encompass how it feels sentence to sentence. That's a different thing than the overall plot construction. I haven't come up with a better name for this yet besides that. Um, Flow? Yeah, I guess. I just, I don't know. That feels Flow so, and feeling. That feels so cliche to say. Flow and feeling. I think F and F. What's okay. your F and F rating? Also a negative one. I Yeah, it's a hard <laughs> negative one. It's being harsh here, but like really, man. Real bad. So I've chosen another bit to, to highlight for this. And this remember how we talked about that stench of chat GPT earlier? You got a little bit of it in the previous passage. And here's another one for you that demonstrates this, and I'd like to get into that shortly. Rathew's awakening from the coma became a testament to the power of the rat spirit. It illustrated the capacity to endure, to overcome, and to find strength in the face of unimaginable challenges. Through his journey, Rathew learned to embrace life fully, cherishing every breath and living each day with a renewed sense of purpose and gratitude. Rathew's awakening marked the beginning of a new chapter, a chapter filled with resilience, growth, and an unwavering determination to make each day count. God damn it. <laughs> so, I mean, you saw this also in the previous passage, like there... Bond became a testament to everything's a testament to the grand spectacle when it's just like they went, that's a cool car. You you want to have sex? The rat cat? Yeah, yeah, yeah rat you, cat car. You want, to, you want to do that or what? But we'll have a threesome this is what I mean about <laughs> that chat GPT feel where everything turns into like it's some deep thing and it's trying to make it grander than it is, but it's very just shallow and surface level. And you're making it deep by just trying to tell me, no, it's really deep. It's a testament to the rat spirit that I awoke from my lightning coma. And I, what is it about the AI algorithms that makes it right in this way? Because it's trained on white, Western, middle to upper class humans who also do that shit. Is it is it pulling from like <clears throat> the marketing of everything? Because that reads like a summary of Rathew. Like it's this is why you should buy Rathew. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I have no idea, you know, what was actually used if it was ChatGPT or some other network. Yeah, we're um, speculating here. Yeah, but yeah, it's just because of the way it's trained. I mean, that's why AI and neural networks have a lot of these ethical problems because if you train it all on, you know, white Western men, what happens? All the all the women of color just show up as porn immediately. Uh, <laughs> there's just hard racist shit going on in there. It's yeah, it's a rough time. Um, so. There's your answer. It's actually pretty cut and dry. I, okay. I, I will accept that answer. I, it's just so mystifying to me that it, it keeps doing this like grandiose but shallow thing. That's because that's what people do all the time. I know. It's, 
It's infuriating. It is. It's something we hate on this show a lot. Because you're trying to say a lot without saying anything. And if that's the future of AI written garbage that just gets spewed out, then I... I'm turning into the boomer that's like, I want that human feel. <laughs> yeah, I just I just want people to acknowledge when what they're writing about isn't some grand master theory or part of some big idea. Sometimes you just write a story to write a story about an experience someone had, whether real or imagined. And sometimes like you're just writing an article about something that's just a thing that happened. Whereas I see so so much in journalism where they're like, oh, I got to wrap this summary up and I got to really connect it to some big thing. It's you don't, if you don't, if there was a car accident, it, just talk about the Can car things accident. Be small. Yeah. Still? yeah. Can things be small still. Yeah. So that does feature heavily in this, which again is another reason why we think it's definitely not written by a human. Do you have anything to add about moment to moment feel here? Um, I just, I mean, I was, sort of plunged immediately back into the hell of recording another season for this show. It really got me in there <laughs> right away. Uh, I, I, It's like, you know, you, you want to go all the way into the cold ocean at once. It's actually better than like tiptoeing your way in. I just, yeah, feel, but I'm a tiptoer man. So this is, I am too, but when it comes down to this, I feel like it's better for us to just full dive, but I did, I made it short, right? Like it's yeah. 24 pages where half of it is pictures so it, yeah. it's a cold shock to the system immediately to just jolt you away. Well, the problem is that initially I had started reading a different book that's going to show up, I think, later than this episode. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to start reading this in the bathtub. I'm going to have a nice bath while I read this. And that was a good decision. But then I was taking a break from reading that longer one and was like, oh, I'll read all the short ones. And this, God, this was just like getting out of the bathtub and, and like, like doing hot sauna and like cold ocean like finland or something you're just like ah yeah <laughs> this is it's horrible. supposed to build character though so aren't you doing building character in your brain that's the whole point of us doing this right is sure yeah i'm a full colorful paris over here look at me kaleidoscope <laughs> of joy okay then i suppose this is a cue for us to move into category four my favorite perhaps tereblo's presence oh tereblo is Tereblo is living. So here's the thing. I, I don't know. Maybe we'll work this out in the episode that everyone heard in the past. But since this is our our first pass at it, my question to you, Paris, is like because Tereblo is very present in this, is that a negative one or is it a one? Because I find Tereblo's presence is a reason to perhaps look at something. That's true. So it's like Tereblo's presence can be a negative one when it's not really that wacky. I think it yeah. depends on the context of the rest well, of the book. Well, let's let's explain why we think Tereblo's presence is strong and then decide where that yes. strength lies on the positive or negative end of the spectrum. Exactly. And this is a sort of a you know, yeah. a variable category in terms of where we want to push the point yes. towards. So y'all, the recommended reading age for this is 15 to 18 years. <laughs> <old>. <laughs> That's really in- in full chaos mode. Yeah, the uh, the Argus G, the author is. There's no information about them. It this is the only thing they've ever uh, put out on Amazon, I guess. The, you know, honestly, like the visual chaos that this starts with on the cover is almost too much to bear immediately. And I know this is an audio medium, but I really, I just feel compelled to describe the cover to you. So hey, hang on, hang on, I gotta, I gotta cover. 
Okay, listeners, once Paris describes this to you, draw your interpretation of it and send it to us. Oh, please. And then we send it to other people and ask them to interpret it until it comes back to us. And we'll make that the, I don't know, episode art of some other episode. <laughs> the best game of telephone. All right. Okay. Um, I mean, at base level, you have a very plain sort of cityscape with some tall buildings that are just sort of rectangles and black lines, like no real detail. Some are different colors. There's like a beige one and black or gray and white or whatever. And there's a black asphalt road and the perspective and all the drawing, you know, it's just like uh, it, the perspective is mostly correct. Like, you know, the midpoint gets smaller as you move away and you can see that it's a a long city street, but then in the foreground, closer to the, you know, what you would perceive as the front, which is the bottom, the lines on the road are not in line with the perspective. So there's already a little shifting <laughs> there. Um, there are what I can only describe as like pillowy spheres in the sky. There's two of them. They look like UFOs. I, I, I don't know. They're just gray blobs that have a little bit of. Uh, a little bit of an indentation on the bottom. Okay. Like a thumbprint cookie turned upside down, but puffy. Okay. okay. Thumbprint, puffy, UFO, pillow cookie in yes. the sky. Yes, Uh, There's, and then all the, there's like multiple copies of Rathew and Princess, and they're clearly supposed to be different people, but they're just copy pasted the same image over and over again. No differentiation at all. It's just literally the same image. Uh, And then along both sides, there's sort of this bluish fog but it's blocky and I have no idea what it's supposed to be it looks like a mistake and, and then in the middle it says Rathew love story in this pink curly font and then below that in the lower part in you know what would be the foreground it says a love heart story and it's hand drawn like a child drew it and then all the way in the upper left it says our Argun's G. So not Argus, Argun's G. Are you sure it's just not like a cursive, weird-looking N? No, it's A-R-G-U-N-S-G. Okay. Argun's. So that's the author. I, it, it's a very okay. confusing. Okay, I, like I, I feel like I know where I am, kind of, but not at all, also at the same time. For me, it's the clash of font and hand-drawn and then no attempt to make the copies of the characters look different and the blandness of I, listen i can really... do ar ai writing but i can't do an ai cover listen, right that's so different. That's, that was my next <laughs> question is like well if you're going to use ai to write the story but i guess okay so again my thought was maybe this was a child's art project so they had the child had to draw everything that's that's all I got in my, yeah. in my uh, also we're excuse truly spin. speculating about the AI thing so who knows but it it just really feels that way yeah so yeah Terriblo's presence is heavy as we have seen by the cover and by the excerpts that we have mentioned already but we haven't even talked about the illustrations inside true I mean all right Rathew always looks like a rat crossbred with an anteater which is like I guess it's fine, you know, everyone's got different <laughs> art styles, but it does constantly make me think 
this is an anteater named Rathew, which isn't what the author's <laughs> used to be going for. I personally love the hospital room images. <laughs> yeah, They're really good. So the hospital, yeah. let me do my best to describe the hospital uh, room. Okay, so in Rat Earth, Returth. In Returth. Actually, there's Rat is in Earth. Yeah. It's, it's in there. Yeah. So, so it's Erath. Erath. It is okay. what we, we should write. In in this world, hospital rooms apparently um it's like a it looks like it's a wood floor, maybe. There is a single bed that the perspective makes it look like the back left leg is propped up onto the wall somehow, <laughs> but the other yeah. three legs are on the floor. Yeah, that's rough. Um Rathew is like just he's not even in like like a hospital gown. It's just like his like they just peeled him off the street. In the park. Oh my god, I never zoomed in. <laughs> There's an Christ. IV bag going into him. <laughs> Above him is the word room and it's underlined to clarify that we're in a room <laughs> in the hospital. It's not the num there's no number. Uh, like this is room seven no. A. This is <laughs> it's just room. Just the room. Just room. Uh next to that label is the word coma, and underneath it it says 41 days. I suppose they're just scrawling on the wall. <laughs> Like, yeah, he's still there. Okay, uh, well, tally. Like, day 41. <laughs> well, they got to know how many days to build the insurance, right? So. Sure, but like, doesn't that go in like the hospital database? Or I guess they don't yeah, they have that. Yeah, there's these walls in, 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 in Iraq. <laughs> the, then the doorway, like, so, I mean, it's a doorway, but it's, it's like, you know, most doorways are rectangles, but this doorway has sort of like the, I don't know, Constantinople. Oh, no, you know no, it like, just has door- a little, I think it just has, they're trying to say it has like a little vestibule before you go the door but sure, it is it but, is but like it looks like there's this one door where wait, like wait what's that image on the wall that's the, the tv which is also labeled tv <laughs> on top of it so <laughs> a lot of handy labeling out there on the tv i never looked it's i guess a cat and then a dog and a small squiggle in the bottom left bottom right corner it looks like it's oh, a, perhaps a news program maybe that's happening in there. Anyway, that's my favorite image because I really got a tickle out of coma 41 days just being on the wall. Yeah. Because it's not there's not extra drawing to infer that there is a chart there perhaps or like, you know, that there's a separate sheet of paper. It's, it's on the wall. Yeah. There's nothing else in this room besides Rathew in not a hospital gown and a bed that is non-Euclideanly attached to the wall floor <laughs> and, and then even, a TV label TV that what, perhaps has a news program on it. What's even better is that the, the writing on the wall, the ink is dripping almost like it's blood, but it's black. <laughs> so it gives you the impression that they're using liquid ink, like an ink, like a quill. And I, I don't know. It's very uh, strange. Know, whatever. So yeah, high presence of Terriblo yeah. in, in this universe in this world that yes. we painted for ourselves here so uh, here uh, the question again is does that count as a negative one or a zero or i think it's definitely a negative one or a one like to real suppose it has an effect here that's binary yeah, I and don't... i suppose it's like does that i think it's a plus one because it's kind of means you should read it a little bit or like do you think that the harder you go into the negative is going to what's compelling people How would I'm you cut sure. this? I'm not sure how to rate Terribola's presence in this. Um, I think it's negative in this case because, like, the yeah. the chaos factor. Because it's all it's already full of so much natural chaos, and then you yes. add the supernatural element of Terribola, and it just just hurts. 
Okay, so in this case, very present, our Lord and Savior, Tereblo, <laughs> negative one. Yeah. He, he is strong. We're up to negative four out of five great, here. Great, great. What's five? Uh, category five, should this exist? No. 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 Hard negative Hard one. Hard negative one, yeah, <laughs> Like, no. listen, even if you, your kid had some drawings and you were like, let's put a story together, you don't have to put it on Amazon. <laughs> Please don't, in fact. Please don't. And I know, like, maybe this is the argument I get into every single time with this. is like, make your bag any way you can. So if there's some stupid, terrible book podcast that'll pay you $4 for Wrath You Love Story and you get to have a coffee out of, like, what your kid did... Buy the kid the coffee, I suppose. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Buy the kid a hot chocolate. How about that? Sure. So I just, you don't, this is my big thing about, I love that accessibility is out there, but there needs to be some curation or I don't know, just like the way Japan is pretty clean because there's just a cultural expectation of don't do that. Yeah. Can we yeah. impart that somehow onto people? Like you don't have to publish your first try. No, because American exceptionalism will always make everyone think they can and should do anything they can imagine. <laughs> You're just gumming up the works. Yeah. This is, yeah. I mean, this like this has to be a weird joke if it's not just, Help your kid write their own story. I mean, put it on I... the fridge. Put it yeah. in the bookcase. Put it in your own bookcase. That's legitimizing to a kid. Like, look, we put the book in the book. And you can read it anytime you want. I'm not making fun. Like, that's fine. You don't have to put it on Amazon. Well, yeah, and I and I also just think that you know any kind of again, we are assuming this was AI, ChatGPT, whatever uh, created. But you know, there is a use for that to help people generate ideas and maybe get through Absolutely. a writer's block, but. You don't take that final product as your final product. And you also don't need it for something as short as a fucking children's story about a rat. Like, it just seems almost, I don't know, almost cruel. Like, it's just, <laughs> to, uh, just to, to us, I suppose. No, to, to people just trying to search for a normal rat love story book that's yeah. well thought out. Yeah, maybe they just want to, you know what? You know what, folks? If you want to read about Rodentia having their whole lives mouse guard mouse guard is there for you or red wall yeah red wall and mouse guard both there for you uh if you're into rodent stuff so it, it's possible to do like just even if again if you're using ai to conjure up ideas and i've done that before just to sort of like get me going uh, I never have. but to just fart it out slap it on amazon for four dollars it's just Digital trash. I'm sorry. I don't. Yeah. I'm gonna be harsh about this. I also just think we shouldn't really use AI or neural networks until they can be more ethically powered and, and stuff and trained. And I'm a, I'm I'm not into it. Uh, and to use it for something as frivolous as this just pisses me off. It's like, cool. How much energy did you use for that? Oh, it's, uh, it just sucks. Right, like some sucks. poor electron. Millions of electrons actually have. <laughs> died and gone to electron well, a lot, heaven. A lot of fossil fuels burned for Rathew is right? my point. That sucks. <laughs> Terrible. Some dinosaur yeah. somewhere congealed into a pool of oil and <laughs> brought us this. You know, we were... Uh... What do you think you're going to get congealed in, like, your energy used to, like, transmit? Well, I guess I can have a say over that, right? I can decide to be planted as a tree or or uh, burned, al burned alive. Burned alive. <laughs> I mean, I suppose you have to say. <laughs> I do, but that's no. 
let me be clear. I do not want to be burned alive. Uh, I, I meant uh, compost creaming. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Any of those, really. It's really this book sure, really but you, 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 that will happen, but then that energy that when yeah. you are composted will be used for yeah. something. I Maybe I just want to be a tree. Maybe that's. Yeah, so fertilizer or something. Like, yeah, that would That would be okay. Be a tree, man. I wouldn't mind if, like, you used me to fire up the pizza oven at, like, the Domino's. That would Honestly, be your, that, you would be stoked to be a pizza fire. If I'm, like, provide, like, if my energy does go to providing someone nutrition or even just a nice day, like. Wait, do you think pizza's still going to be around when you die? I hope pizza outlives us all, Paris. I hope so, too, but it's a pretty, like, I mean, I don't know. It's not, it's not a new invention, but I'm thinking of the things that make pizza. Are those going to be possible by the time we're dead? God, that's fucking. I don't, don't want to think about this. Let's move on. Anyway, negative five for Rathu. I don't five. really. Can we fix it? Don't do no, it. No, don't, don't. We fix it by not doing it. I mean, the, the only, you know, I had what was one good thing about this. Um, there is one passage about mental health that is surprisingly lucid in this absolute mind fuck of a book. It's like, hey, going for walks can definitely help you, but remember. Going for a walk doesn't replace like therapy and medication and like actually treating your mental health. And I was like, wow, that's that's still just chat GPT stuff where it's like it's it's (laughs) that advice that it's like, you know, everyone is looking for for the magic pill and turn like you keep coming back to it. Eat right. Exercise. Get enough sleep. And people like I I don't I can't fucking do that because my job sucks and I have to be there 80 hours a week. It's always capitalism under the hood. Right. We were all just out here trying to do our best. And it turns out it is just, hey, take care of yourself. Eat right. Sleep. Sleep good. Sleep right. Eat right. Sleep right. Yeah. Exercise right. All that. Anyway, curiosity. Uh, All right. All right. Thus concludes (laughs) Rathew love story, a love story. And we are now moving to Curiosity, a book for curious minds by... Bukinski. Bukinski and Scribaldo. <laughs> Scribando, I'm sorry. Brought to you by Bukinski and Scribaldo and Asterisk, their sidekick. I don't know. Bukinski is like the, the, the paladin and Scribando is the mage. Like this they... is like the shittiest pen and teller. That's what I'm imagining. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we didn't really do much of the pre-episode note taking for this. So I'm going to summarize. Let's start start from the summary, the back of the book summary for this. Do you have that? I am going to pull it up. <laughs> Three of chaos is strong today. We are not prepared. Okay. The Amazon page says, See the world with different eyes. Number one book recommendation on five books. Most creative book of 2022. What <laughs> absolute fucking horseshit. What if you could see the world with different eyes? What if you could look beyond your own nose? What if you could understand things on a deeper level? Read Curiosity and fulfill your dreams with ease. That's it. Uh, <laughs> Top five creative books. I So this is, um, before we even begin, I just want to say this is a book I viciously hate. <laughs> I I wanted to destroy this. So I just, I guess the only good thing about it, I thought, was that the cover was actually kind of attractive. It's like a rainbow, um, what do you call that? Uh Oh man, my thesaurus is turned off today. Uh, it's just like a, a Gra- rainbow gradient. Yes. Yeah, it's like this very pretty rainbow gradient, and the word curiosity is in white letters, and all the letters are sort of separate and all over the cover, and it kind of works. I mean, I looked at it and I was like, oh, that's fine. 
it's somewhat I, inventive. Yeah, it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. I wouldn't assume this was AI generated. I would assume that you cooked this up in about 45 minutes and it wasn't too hard to put down in like GIMP or something. I guess I could just see it printed like in a museum bookstore and be like, yeah, yes. somebody buy that. That looks yes. fine. This might be the dumbest thing we've ever read on the show. Though. Like, we've read a lot of dumb shit on this show, and this especially the self help category. God, it just made me so upset. Like, this feels like a bunch of white women who think they're going on a spiritual retreat, but really it's just a lot of Kim Crawford deep breathing and thinking you're enlightened because a workbook told you to draw a circle and step inside. Yes, it's, it's, it's this. This is the summary. By the way, this is our summary of it because there's no other way to describe. These like bare minimum thought exercises, like thought exercises if you're just coming out of the Rathew coma and you need to like spool up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Like, do, can you draw a circle still? Like, remember a circle? Okay, cool. That's part of your brain still okay. It does so many things that I hate. So it has these really short chapters where it's this giant cover page for the chapter with the number of the chapter and the title. And then maybe... I don't know, four to 20 sentences of content and then more blank space and images and then the next chapter. So there's what, like 51 chapters or something, but it's like a 20 page book or something like that. How about I read some chapters here? Because I feel like that will, you know, I'm going to find ones that are very, very. uh... Why don't you read the opening chapter and then sort of pick. Chapter one, going down the rabbit hole. Congratulations. You took the first step. You followed your curiosity. Now move forward. Go down the rabbit hole. Take a deep breath. Feel life. Have the open mind of a child. Explore the world. Enjoy your day. Do this daily for the rest of your life. Your life won't be the same. Take a pen. Picture of circle. Draw this circle after me. And now walk inside the circle. End of chapter. All right, I'm in the circle, asshole. What are we doing down here? Okay, I'm, I'm going to find you some of the, the activities. You know what this, this felt like? Like an alternate dimension highlights magazine, but for adults, but bad? Like that's this like, there's like little games. It's like, which fact is true? Okay, here you go. Chapter 10, Perspectives. What do you see here? And it's a picture where, like, there's, you know, eyes on either side that are, like, flipped upside down in the nose. And then in the middle is the mouth. And when you're looking at it from the one point of view, the mouth is happy. But then if you were to flip the book over, it would be a frowny face. Oh, wow. Likely a smiley face. Now turn the book around. Sometimes all it takes is a bit of different perspective for seeing things differently. End of chapter. So... That's supposed to open my mind up into the possibilities of the... Who has not heard the, like, oh, if you turn your frown upside down? Like, who... Yeah, I... Who is this book fucking for, Is this for, really Chris? opening people's minds that much? Okay, let's find some more here. Yeah, just keep going. Okay, chapter 11. Life's single best invention inspired by Steve Jobs. Okay, Paris, what is life's single best invention? A, water. B, death. C, Joy, D, Adams. Okay, before you, how would you rank these four in terms of- It's obviously fucking Adams. That's what everything else is made of, you (laughs) ass. I think Joy is pretty, right? Like if- But Joy is made of Adams directly. (laughs) Is it? Yes. Okay, I suppose- Because the Adams interact in different forms and produce Joy. Okay, but we need to just rank- It's obviously Adams. (laughs) There is no (laughs) ranking. I, this is so stupid. Okay, but we have to water, death, joy, Adams. I want like a one to four. Okay, Adams is the top. I understand. 
Adams, but, Adams is is like the top of Mount Rainier, and we sure, are at base okay, camp. Like, okay, okay, but then please order water, death, and joy. Oh <laughs> man, water. I feel like we know the bottom, right? Like, um, position four is death. It's not the greatest yeah, invention. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess water, joy, then death. Okay, so Adams, water, joy, then death. No, Adams, and then okay. what? Water, joy, death. Like, really, okay. a big gulf there. I really feel like it's just how much you sort of value having a good time over survivability, right? Because like, yes. if you value survivability, water is above joy. But if if you want to just have a good time, live fast, eat trash, then joy is above water. Yeah, but you won't. You will die within days without water. True, but like that's what I mean. Live fast, just like have it. Live for three days (laughs) to die in seventy-two hours. (laughs) Anyway, according to Steve Jobs, life's single best invention is death. Answer B, because remembering that you are going to die is the best way to avoid the trap of thinking you have something to lose, of living someone else's life, of not following your heart and intuition. Death reminds us to go for what truly matters. Use the reality of death to your advantage. So this is one of those like tr- trick question, like oh you think atoms matter because they make you be, but no you should have said death because profound Steve Jobs. This book commits every book sin. It's got bad formatting, bad editing, typos. It's got uh, using the clout of existing famous people, just integrating celebrities in your work without care for why they're there or if what they said was actually profound or if you identified with it. It's got this little trick where it's like, well, uh, people say or publishers say that if you, if you, what? sorry, you could probably just read it. It's short enough. It's right at the beginning where he's like, which of these facts is false? And he's like, I, I was right, by the way. I knew which one was false. Oh, <laughs> wow, Paris. Cool. You're so cool. I'm you knew so, the false Well, because I'm so cool because I can see things from all these different perspectives because I turn books upside down. <laughs> one of the best ways of and starting. And walk through mazes backwards. Okay. Chapter three, open loop. One of the best ways of starting a story is to create an open loop. An open loop hooks the reader. So it's a hook. It increases the likelihood that they will follow through to the end of the book. So let us try that. Here's your question. Which of the following facts are false? A, you're more likely to win an Olympic gold medal than the lottery. B, cotton candy was invented by a dentist. C, the shortest commercial flight in the world lasts just 57 seconds. D, Donald Duck was once banned in Finland for not wearing pants. Make your guess. Which of those facts are false? We will unveil the answer later. D is false. All the other ones are true. It was the Donald Duck, no pants thing. But it's so ridiculous. He's like, hey, writers use this trick and I'm going to use it on you. But then it's really lame. So you're revealing the trick and then the trick is also super lame. It's just, there's no. Don't you want to know which one was false? I already knew. Okay, well, some people don't. You're not curious enough about the minds of people that care about stupid shit. <laughs> make you curious about my hands curious about. Anyway, chapter 12, living life forward, understanding it backward. Inspired by Steve Jobs. No, stop. What do you Please. see? Okay, so there's a little like grid here. Uh, top left square, a maze looking forward. And then there's a picture of a guy about to enter a maze. And then bottom left, a maze looking backward. And then there's just a picture of a maze. You can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect the dots looking backward. And then it says draw cab, which is the word backward, backward, as if that's supposed to open my mind. Like, whoa, he put the word that means that thing. He did the thing that the word means. 
So you think he thinks the like taco cat is like a magical power word or something? I so my problem is the phrasing of a maze looking backward. Do you mean a solved maze? Yes, like it's yes. easier to just see wh- where you came from because you've already done it right, and that correct. it looks like that's not profound. It's just hey, it's no. easier to know how to get there if you already did it. And I suppose it's like, oh, you're you're it's so mystifying now. But when you come back and look Hindsight on it later, twenty twenty, it's like, hey, how long can I draw out all these really common, basic, stupid? Just aphorisms? putting the word backward, backward is so fucking offensive oh, to me. Like you've you've so mad. Oh my god, I, I've unlocked some curiosity. This whole book is like you come downstairs in the morning, right? And there's a piece of bread on the kitchen floor. Okay. And you go, it, you say to yourself out loud, perhaps, why is there a piece of bread on the kitchen floor? And your roommate pops up from the corner and goes, ha ha, I've given you a curiosity. Happy morning to you. Your brain is woken up and you're just like, no, I just want to know why there's a piece of bread on the floor. Why'd know. you waste a piece of bread? <laughs> We're not rich. <laughs> Don't put bread on the floor. It didn't open my mind that much at all. It just opened it up to, hey, that's a piece of bread on the floor. I, yeah, I don't even know how I've to describe your routine. Uh, I don't know how to describe this kind of banal stupidity, but it is infuriating. Another thing that this author did, or whoever Bukinski asterisk is, is put there's like this little picture of a of a severed tree trunk, so you can see the tree rings. You know, it's sort of a downward view, and it just sort of is around on pages and it looks like a mistake and then later in the book he's like which of these four objects is your favorite and he's like if you picked c you're right because i've hidden that image throughout the book and then c was actually a different image so he typoed his own fucking (laughs) quiz and that got me Okay, I'm going to read like three or four more chapters from here because there's just so there's so many good things i'm not i'm gonna go in random order here who get Chapter 24, Multiple Answers. There is rarely only one answer to a question. Recently, my four-year-old son came to me and asked, Daddy, what is five plus five? Ten, I said. No, he said. Oh, yes, I said. He still insisted on no. I quickly gave it a second thought. And yeah, the light bulb went on. Picture of light bulb. And I said, full of confidence, of course, it can be 55 as well. But still, my son was not happy. Then I said, okay, it is five and five. And there we go. Happy he was. Well, he asked you what five plus five was, not five and five. But then you said 10 and he said no. So 55, I, I understand how a chi- uh, that works for a kid, right? But or he like still a- insisted no. So what is the point of the story besides just like letting your kid think whatever because you're just so fucking tired. You're like, all right, kid, whatever. It's it's 27. Who I don't know, man. <laughs> How is this opening my mind to curiosity? Also, this reads just like a boomer Facebook post that gets oh, shared yeah. around. Like, yeah. my kid asked me, what's five? Those darn kids. Like, the whole point of the book is like, those, not the book, but this chapter is like, those darn kids. How is this opening my mind to curiosity? Yeah. I, if anything, this is making me more angry and closed-minded. I feel like I'm just making me upset. Okay, similarly, chapter 30, The Power of Why. Why did you pick up this book? Lightly because you followed your curiosity. Asking why questions to understand the deeper meaning of things is powerful. Children figure that out around the age of four. Unfortunately, the older we get, the less we ask why. I invite you to look at the following images. Image one, it's like there's a bartender and there's a bunch of drinks behind him. It's a black and white picture. And like on the top, 
it's like he's a, he's a man in like a jacket and things and on the bottom there's a, like it looks like it's a lady's skirt and legs because there's a lady standing in the foreground and clearly it's like a mirrored yes, mirror. thing and then the, the 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 second image is like also a man who is like on his phone sitting in perhaps a restaurant booth and then underneath his neckline is like oh it looks like there's Cute, a girl in a crop top. A girl in a crop top over there. Assumably also because it's like a mirrored booth yeah. or something. Oh, and how weird is it to see masculine and feminine characteristics together? Oh, so weird, Okay, right? after those pictures, right? it says, now ask why. And I certainly was asking why, but yeah. not in the way he perhaps <laughs> intended because I was yeah. like, why What point? Why is this? What, what point are you trying to make? Not like, what, hold on. Why... Lady bottom, but man top. Yeah, in it's, picture. It's okay, it's glass. We get here. We got yeah, that. But like, pretty simple. What is? Why are you presenting this? Now the solution is likely clear. That is the power of why. <laughs> final chapter. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Final, final, chapter. final, Read chapter. The final chapter. And then we break out the rubric for All this right. one. No, no, no. I have something to yell about before the okay. rubric. Okay, thirty-four. Can or can't. Whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right, Henry Ford. Let's look at some examples. Oh, the fucking quotes that aren't real. Here are things achieved by people who thought they could. A, flying to the moon, Neil Armstrong. B, jumping from over 30 kilometers from the sky, Joseph Kittinger. C, swimming the 21-mile distance of the English Channel between Britain and France, Englishman Matthew Webb. Here are things not achieved by people who thought who could not. A, getting up in the morning. B, making tea. C, cooking spaghetti. If you think you can or you can't, either way, you're most certainly right. So think if you can or can't. So I guess if if we thought we could not, Paris, we could not get up in the morning and make tea and spaghetti? Or is it like they failed at doing those three things because they thought that... I'm The, the syntax here, here are things not achieved by people who thought who could not. <laughs> oh my god, wait. Parse this People, sorry, start again. Here are things. Here are things. Okay, that's very coherent. Not achieved. Not achieved. Okay, so so they did not spaghetti. They did not get up in the morning. They didn't, didn't make tea. They didn't make tea. By people. By people. Who thought. Who thought. Who could not. Who. <laughs> people who thought who could not. Okay, so they. Did they didn't think, think they, they could they not? Did, no, or no, did no. They... They, they didn't think they could Coffee, tea, or tea, or spaghetti, or fuck, or whatever, and then they didn't because they didn't believe they could. There, I've done it. Okay, done so it. they didn't wake up and make tea and spaghetti. Self-fulfilling prophecy. I mean, is yeah, what I it's get, getting at. I get that's the point. Yeah, yeah I understand what you're trying to get to. I just don't believe that that's a parsable sentence. <laughs> it's not. You're correct. <laughs> okay, yell about your thing. All right. So, uh, uh, all right. If if um. All right, so you know how many times on the show I have yelled and screamed about my love for footnotes and how much I love a good citation, you know? And this book did actually credit all its image... Well, not the clip art, obviously, but all the actual pictures, it credited them, which I guess is a fraction of a fraction of a point in its favor. Um, And it did have a citation. There was also another one that was supposed to cite... uh, I think a Steve Jobs speech, but it it actually was broken and didn't go anywhere. So kind of failed there. There was a citation and um, there is a 
Okay, so this takes place in a cha the chapter Chris is going to read, and then I'll talk about the citation. Chapter 8, Finding Flow. Do you ever experience the feeling of getting completely immersed in what you were doing? When time flew, you had complete focus and outstanding achievement? If yes, you likely experienced flow. The concept of flow was created by psychologist Mihaly... Oh, God. Even as a Polish person. Oh, I forgot about that. Michał Krzykszementhalyi. Oh, you want to take that again? One more time. Michał Krzykszementhalyi. Michał Krzykszementhalyi. Is it Michał? Yeah. Michael, like Michael. Yeah, like Michael. No, Michał. Michael? Michał. Michał. Okay. And then what's the last name? Krzykszementhalyi. Krzykszementhalyi. Yeah. Practice on my Polish. In 1990, <laughs> and it's more important today than ever before. It's more likely Czech than Polish. Yeah. Why is that? Look at the following icon symbolizing today's technology world, and then circle the one that is the biggest threat to being in flow. Mouse, security camera, computer monitor, satellite, smartphone, Wi-Fi symbol. You might have gotten it. The right answer is the smartphone. Why? Smartphones are a constant distraction to our thought process and our ability to focus on one task for a prolonged period of time. Research shows that it takes 23 minutes to refocus after getting distracted. Footnote one. Source. HTTPS colon slash www.themuse.com slash advice slash this is nuts. It takes nearly 30 minutes to refocus after you get distracted. So I saw the <laughs> citation and thought that can't be right. So I click on the link to the muse or whatever. That, of course, is not the text of the study. That is an article that link that has another link that's like, this is the study. I click that. That takes me to another bullshit news website and another article that says, okay, yeah, the study. And then finally, I found the actual link to the paper and it was very short. So I did read it word for word. I actually read the whole thing. It was only two or three pages. And this study from UC Irvine about interruptions was published in 2007. Uh, the research also took place in Germany. So pretty old, not in America. Just some things to think about. Even though it was UC Irvine, I have no idea why the fuck. Oh, I think it was UC Irvine in conjunction with a German school. I believe that was it. Anyway, I have the, the link will be in the show notes so you can check it out yourself. You know, I read that whole thing and I, I don't see anything where it says it takes 23 minutes and 15 seconds to refocus after an interruption. Oh, so I perhaps some I, misinterpreted and the misinterpretation got spread because yes. they just cited this happens, the citing of the citation. This happens all the time in journalism. Journalists are terrible at actually reading the study and understanding what it says. They'll just parrot the same thing over and over again that they saw other journalists say. And that's, I think, what happened here. I mean, unless I really misread something, I looked at all the tables. I read the entire thing twice. And all I could see, the results actually say that people compensate for interruptions by working faster and feeling more stressed and that people with more open dispositions, which they measured in a certain way, are less phased by interruptions. I don't see anything about the subjects getting sidelined for a full fucking 23 minutes every time they're interrupted. And I look, again, I looked at it multiple times and I was just like, I don't see this. Also, that study wasn't about smartphones because it happened in, two, in 2006. It was published in 2007, so they probably did it in 2006. Um, and the construction of the study was actually that they tasked the uh, participants to write an email and they were going to be interrupted 
with either an IM, another email, or maybe it was like a phone call or something. And they set it up like an office and a fake office environment. They didn't even use it wasn't even smartphones. So I just. <laughs> <laughs> so it was the computer monitor and the mouse that we really should have. Yeah, circled. right. So here's the thing. I, I we've talked about sort of um, scholars who actually have done research on this on past episodes, and yes, there is something to be said about the constant interruption and the twenty four seven nature of our tether to technology. But this is not it. This is a complete fail. I. Again, please, the study is linked in the notes. I think it's not even a full two pages. It's two pages. Read it. Someone, please. I know many of you listening to the show are actually scientists. So please read that study and tell me if you see that it says that participants were inter- were interrupted for a full 23 fucking minutes and 15 seconds every time an interruption happened. Because that's not what I'm seeing. I just think it's nonsense. And again, this happens all the time. It is something that drives me absolutely bananas. And it's why every time I read anything... With a reference to a study, I always track down the study to read it myself, even though it is laborious and ridiculous. Yes, I've learned to do this, too, just not actually trust what the article says. Oh, the articles are always so wrong. They'll say insane things that the studies don't actually say. And the scientists are like, hey, we didn't say that. And they're like, no, 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 but that's what we interpreted. The scientists are like, no, that's not, <laughs> that's not how this works. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, there's actually a couple of really great episodes of this podcast called Maintenance Phase, where they... Uh, get into stuff like this with health-related studies and how journalists and the media and, like, large-scale media often report out things that are not actually in the study results or they sort of catastrophize study results, et cetera, et cetera. Maintenance Phase is a great show. Uh, check it out. If you are if you love when I scream about things like this, check out Maintenance Phase. <laughs> it's a lot of that. Screaming buddies. Screaming right. buddies. Paris, I just came across one more chapter <laughs> that I just really want to bring up because I know we're never going to talk about this book again. With your Kimmy Crawford in hand? Yeah. Okay. Just one more chapter. I'm not even going to read the whole chapter. I'm just going to describe it and my problem with it. It's chapter 16, How to Make a Fire. And it's like, oh, let's put the beginner's that. mind to action. You, your task is to make a fire. Here are your materials. Gasoline, no E. Nail polish, cooking oil, orange, plastic containers, paper, wood, flour, dryer lint, mattresses. Which and how many objects did you pick to make your fire? And then it starts going into like, what? you know, technically they're all flammable. Like if you had your beginner's mind, you could have made a fire even with the orange. But bro, you included like plastic containers and mattresses, which cannot be good to be standing around breathing the fumes of. (laughs) So I kind of don't want the beginner's mind if it means I'm going to inhale toxic fucking fumes. No, use the orange. Sure, listen. Delicious orange But he says, use all ten. Throw them all in the (laughs) wildfire. Like, beginner's mind, bitch. Like, I... Burn half of North America to the ground. I, yeah, so like I under again, the, I get the point, and I, I encourage my students to have this like, don't get so locked into your normal way of thinking. Check yourself and make sure you're coming at it nice and open. But I don't know the way it's put here is like, yeah, burn the plastic containers. That's you're not making the point as well as you think you could. Okay, I, you know, like we so we so rarely will say on this show, "Fuck this book, it shouldn't exist. This is horrible." Today was really just full of that. It's full of that feeling. We got to rubric this. All right, let's rubric it. Okay. Negative five. There you go. I did it. (laughs) I don't know. Well, hold on. We're done. Cue the outro. I guess technical construction. I would. I would. I would give technical construction a zero and not a negative one. Right? Like it's not like negative one technical construction. No, you're wrong. Think about how many typos and sentences that didn't make sense. This is a negative one. This is a soft negative one. I suppose, but then what does zero exist for in this category? Zero exists for things that are like 
very they're fine they don't have any major problems but they're not great this has major problems i'm okay let's come back to that one for a second i feel like we're gonna agree i'm gonna say zero on that one for me plot construction slash content layout on this one i think this is actually a zero because like how could like what could have been laid out differently on that on that one like it doesn't matter what order you put these it stupid was at fucking least thought games sectioned in. into thing i mean it was still horrible but yeah. moment to moment negative one i hate oh absolutely hard negative one terriblo's presence oh it's yes. not i don't feel like okay so we kind of divide this into like chaos levels huh level it had high huh levels yeah. It also did have many please help moments. I think while we were both, I did come to you a couple times being like, what the fuck is this? I, uh, I still think this is a hard negative one for me. I hate that this is true. I, you know what? Yeah, fine. I'll say negative one on that one. So we have at least a negative two. Uh, should this exist? No. Well, no. I mean, I suppose. No. no. If you did a better job of putting like more mind opening thought, like if you, you know what you could have done is do a fucking uh, what do you call it a uh, uh literature review of studies about curiosity and talk about all the results of studies and but pop culture books do this Paris, shit all the time. That takes fucking work and time. It I'm Scrabondo the much Wizard. Time. I don't have time for this shit. Okay, I have other. Books to AI Scribando up, okay? <laughs> Ronald the Wizard's busy over here. Scribando, <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, yeah. I would say this should not exist, negative one. Can we fix it, perhaps, if you did the thing that you said? Okay, so at least a negative three, I would say. Okay, uh, you know what? I'll even give you the technical construction, negative one, on that point. It scrapes by not getting a zero, <laughs> not getting a negative five. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on basically on like content layout being meaningless anyway, right? Like it was. Hey, it the did... cover was good. I think okay. it gives it a hard negative four, not quite a negative five. Fine, yeah. So there's just, in one category, wrath you worse than this is what we're yeah. saying. That, which I feel actually, com- I don't, I don't know. I hate this more than wrath you because wrath you doesn't hurt anyone by existing. This hurts people. I mean, I would still. Mm. I think of the wrath you being very present with Terriblo gives it that negative five, but perhaps sometimes when you trip into negative five, it's like, actually, I do kind of want to see what's going on in that car. (laughs) Negative four is perhaps actually the worst thing that you can get, right? Like if it's just, it's so bad, there's something that's like kind of fine, but it's it's, nothing is actually exciting about it. Anyway, curiosity, negative four. All right. So do you think this was AI created too? No, I think this was pulled together with a series of, like, Facebook posts. Like, he just saw a bunch of those, like, stupid yeah. Facebook posts that get people to click like, and he compiled those together. Scribando the Wizard and Bukinski got together and pulled all their Facebook likes, and they created this stupid thing. I don't think this was AI created, because at the very least, you're going to have to pull those images together. Right? So, like, you are you have to find those images and then write the context for it. I don't think you can feed ChatGPT an image and get it to, like, come up with a stupid brain game. Or or it won't spit out images at you, is my understanding. Yeah, I don't actually know. I am, so there is a human touch on this one. I am curious about the number one book recommendation on five books, most creative books of 2022. There's only five books. <laughs> that I am. I feel this is so, one of the five. I feel so strongly that that is just an outright lie. Um, I bet. 
And then all these reviews, too. There's 44 reviews. Five stars. Good. <laughs> Five stars. Lately, I had been feeling demotivated throughout the day. Nothing would bring me peace. Life felt like a chore on repeat, boredom on loop, until I came across this stunning book named Curiosity, a book for curious minds. First few pages into it, and it's already etched in my heart for life. It has 51 short chapters that are precise and accurate to the very nature of the book. No long paragraphs or quotations, only honest information that you can reflect onto your own life. Fucking long paragraphs, man. I immensely enjoy reading this book, and it has assisted me in making the right choices in a lot of my delusions lately. What? I found myself much more focused and flexible psychologically. I'm so delusional right now, you guys. It brought me closer to myself, and I can't be more thankful for it. Loved it. Caitlin Callagher. Yeah, you're not a real person. Um, okay, this is clearly like that's a chat GPT review of this book. Yes, it is. Exactly. Uh, and then same for all of these. I think Aaron Nichols. Five stars, a fresh point of view. Curiosity, a book for curious minds is an intriguing read by Bukinski. It evolved my way of thinking and processing simple day to day problems in life. It is beautifully laid and gives you a fresh point of view to understand yourself and your surroundings much better. With each page that you turn, you will find yourself closer to your own existence and nature. I came to know about this book from one of my colleagues. I bought it right away and I've been reading it ever since. As it paced forward, I found myself enjoying the read. It's short and to the point. The precise footnotes along the chapters made it even more inspiring and memorable. I would definitely recommend this book to everyone. I said this before, the Skynet robot revolution isn't going to be pew pew laser they shoot us up. They're just su- going to suffocate us to death through boredom. Oh, wow. Like... Five stars from user profile. Oh, the cover made me buy the book. This is I mean somehow this... the most real review. <laughs> oh, uh, there actually are a couple of real reviews in here. Carl Stevenson gave it one star. Could not get into it. I felt the author jumped around so much that I could not always perceive the point being presented. If anything, the cover aptly conveys the content and organization of the book. For me, this detracted from the value of the content and made it too hard to follow. A lot of these are fake, though. Um, Only, oh, Andy from Bath, one star. Only thing I learned from it is don't buy this book. I've wasted a lot of money in my life. Probably none more so than on this. Absolute drivel. Takes bits of other self-help psychology books and snapshots them into short and pointless chapters. I can't find anything positive to say about this. Yeah, good work. Hooray. Or Andy from Bath. So I really, yeah, this book is everything I hate. It's essentially a fake book by a fake author with fake reviews. It's all (laughs) bullshit. Just a paper facade Scribando the wizard is behind the curtain. Like, just don't pull it back. Yeah, this is really some. Oh, I just, this right. this sucks. It pisses yeah, me yes, off so yeah, much. Yes. Like, I just, you know what? This is both faces of like the AI uh, writing yeah. thing happening, like the fiction aspect and the nonfiction aspect rearing its head to just piss both of us off here. Yeah. Fuck you, Scribando. Yeah. Fuck you, Bukinski. This sucks, man. Both of you. Here's the other thing. is We're like, the evil villain in their D&D campaign. <laughs> the thing is, for me, is like, I don't understand why people just can't grasp that there are going to be some things you're not good at, and that's okay. Like, you're not a good author. You don't have anything to say. And that's fine. Do something else with your life. Be a physicist. Or, be a bus driver. Do anything or, or, else. Or practice it or and practice. wait to publish. Also that. Also I think fine. nearly anything can be done if you just practice a bunch. And sure, some people need to practice things more than others. 
but you just don't have to publish everything. It's all in service of like, well, somebody is going to give me $4 for this, right? Like, that's all yeah, this is. Yeah, exactly. That's all. It's just, it's just this book mill shit. Speaking of giving people money for things, why don't we thank the patrons and Kofi donors? Let's start with the bad bookworms. Emily, Ben, Bleached Black Cat, Renee, Scott H., Donnie, Anya, Lycoris, Jakub, Jared, and Will. Then we have the exacting editors, Rudy Bobooty, The Ugly One, Emmy, Harry Seven, Funny Robot with Antennas, David, Martin, Kieran, Elliot, D, and Greg. Our loathsome librarians of the Void, the Takuiti Unicorn, Robin, Beast with the Least, Austin, Patricia, Veronica, Luchek, Senia, and Arant. Our pesky publishers, Julius the Nice Dragon and Miles May. And of course, our Kofi donor, Kiwi Thing. Thank you so much for donating to the show and keeping everything running smoothly. We also have the Arc Archivist tier on Patreon, which allows you to have us read an enormous, heinous, monstrous tome of unfathomable size. Probably some fathomable size, just, you know, we ask for a little extra donation to get us to read some of the bigger ones now because, boy, do they take up a lot of our time. And it hurts. It hurts a lot. Ow. Anyway, Ugh. negative four. Uh, negative five for me. Fuck okay, this. fine. You just so the extra fuck you point. You're it's, you're free to do that. Uh, negative four for me. We already talked about if I guess if you did that thing where you actually went into studies about curiosity and like how to maintain an open mind, how that affects people, that would be a, the better version of this if we were to fix it. Anyway, Paris. Hey, I found fivebooks.com. There is actually a list called Most Creative Books of 2022, and Curiosity, a book for curious minds, is number one. That being said. Yeah, give me uh, the other four. Come on. This is probably a pay-to-play kind of thing. Two, The Power of Your Subconscious Mind by Joseph Murphy. Your subconscious mind can be a huge influence on your daily life. Yeah, I don't no shit. I don't know, <laughs> just read the other three titles. That's all I want. Uh, number three, The Best American Essays 2022 by Robert Atwan and Alexander Chi. That seems... Okay. Uh, four, Creative Quest by Amir Questlove Thompson. Okay. Five, Your Ultimate Purpose, A Common Sense Approach to Living a Purposeful Life by S.J. White. Okay. Probably a little pay to play, to be honest uh, with you. It has to be. I mean, I've never heard of this site in my life. Okay. Anywho, I think we're done here for today, Paris. This has been your dive into our future as book readers. I'm so mad, Chris. Like, I need... I need a cool down after this. Yeah, I, I can agree. All right, off we go again. <sighs> Fuck you, Scribando. <laughs> oh. Thank you for listening to another episode of Terrible Book Club. Terrible Book Club is an independent podcast produced by your hosts, Paris and Chris. Sound design and audio editing by Chris with sound effects and music by Epidemic Sound and sometimes also Chris. Our theme song is Kiss by Yearn, which is, you guessed it, actually also Chris. You can find more of his soothing synthy sounds on Bandcamp at yearn.bandcamp.com Do you want us to review a book of your choice on the show? Do you want access to some extra audiovisual weirdness? If so, become a patron at patreon.com slash terriblebookclub If you'd like to send us a one-time tip instead, you can do that at ko-fi.com slash terriblebookclub you can also support TBC for free by sharing the show on social media, following our accounts on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or Goodreads, telling your friends about your favorite episode, or by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or anywhere else on the internet. To send us book recommendations or your adorable pet photos, send an email to terriblebookclub at gmail.com.
I mean, the levels are where they were last time, so it should be yeah. the same. So we should okay. stay here. All right, cool. Anyway, yeah, so the... What? I have not considered the James Hetfield maneuver. Yeah, for so like instead, of, instead of like, woo, you do the, yeah! Or you can get real, dig deep <laughs> and get realize, like, yeah! <laughs> I didn't realize that you were like, like extend... See, I, I also never go long. I'm always a short, like, woo, or yeah. Oh, see, I'm a long hauler. <laughs> okay. Yeah, this is the difference. I just oh, there's also always the classic "Hail Satan," you know. Like, I suppose I feel lame doing that too. I I know everyone else is wooing high pitch, but I just I've never gotten my soft palate up there. Honestly, mm. I've I barely do falsetto or anything ever. So yeah, I just that's fine. like if you asked me to do it, it would probably come out weird. That's okay. So I gotta just a short, sharp yes, woo, but like declarative in. In the anonymity of a large crowd, that's where you can try those things, you know? I'm worried about the people next to me, I guess. They're never going to see you again. You're never going to see that's them again. That's true. I should let go. Like I'm always holding so much tension in myself. Yeah, just let it go, man. The problem. It really is the problem. Yeah. I don't even joke. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, Welcome to season nine, everyone. Welcome. Hold on. This, this isn't the first episode. I don't know what this is. Welcome to the first episode we're recording in season nine. It is mid-November of 2023, but you'll be hearing this at some point in 2024. Oh, we had a blissful four months off. Uh, and now back to misery. Back to misery. We even got dressed for work today, for TBC work. Look at us. Are you going to hell and welcome this? Are, the hell, are they welcome? Oh, yeah. I uh, I should have notes. That would be helpful. See, I'm so out of practice. I've already... Well, the problem is that we're together in the same room today, which is unusual. It is a rarity. Yeah, it's it's more fun this way, but uh, it does make editing more of a bitch for Chris, so... have to practice not talking over each other, which is really difficult. Yeah, that's, um, that's a hard one for us. All right, just pulling up the old Google Drive. All right, we doing... Doing Rathew? Let's yeah. start with Rathew and Curiosity. Yeah, I mean, yeah, let's do a double feature. Why not? Uh, yeah, this is, I think, all right, hello and welcome. 